This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, June 16th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Legislature passes budget. Livestock producers dominate CFAP and state ag chiefs speak out on racism. Legislature passes budget, turning focus to Newsom. Ahead of the midnight deadline, the legislature yesterday passed a placeholder budget mostly along party lines. For one budget bill proposing a $4.4 billion temporary tax increase, the Assembly came in just one vote ahead of the 54 needed for approval. Negotiations will continue through the rest of the month between the lawmakers and the governor's administration. The two bodies have broad differences in approach with the administration banking on passage of another federal stimulus package. The legislature will write and adopt more trailer bills to accompany the budget before the July 1 start of the fiscal year. They are also likely to craft additional bills in August or September after the delayed tax revenues arrive. On that note, the two proposals are in alignment on many measures. For one, CDFA would receive $150 million to, quote, backfill the loss of revenue from parks fees and the fuel tax as a result of COVID. As parks closed and few people were on the roads during the stay-at-home order, CDFA lost valuable revenue streams. Republicans raised concerns over costs for suing Trump. The Assembly and the Senate spent hours debating pieces of proposed budget bills yesterday. At one point, Senate Republican leader Shannon Grove of Bakersfield pointed out that Democrats set aside about $6.5 million, quote, to pay for lawsuits so that the state of California could sue the Trump administration. But we're begging for him for $14 billion in bailouts. It's just crazy, she added. Grove's Republican counterpart representing Bakersfield in the Assembly has brought up a similar argument before. During a budget subcommittee hearing in May, Assembly member Vince Fong pointed to a budget request to fund litigation over the biological opinions for Bay Delta flows. The proposal was for an additional $1 million split between Cal EPA and the Natural Resources Agency to pay for the Attorney General's office to sue federal agencies. Fong argued the state should save that money and instead pursue a collaborative approach to find, quote, a more lasting and comprehensive solution. The budget also provides nearly $350,000 to the Department of Fish and Wildlife for attorney fees related to litigation over the Federal Endangered Species Act. CFAP payments near $3 billion. USDA's latest weekly report on the Coronavirus Food Assistance Program shows that farmers have now received nearly $2.9 billion of the $16 billion that's expected to be distributed eventually. Iowa continues to lead the nation with 314 million in payments, including 150 million for livestock and 144 million for row crops. Wisconsin has received 218 million, the bulk of that 156 million going to dairy producers. The livestock industry continues to dominate the program. Livestock producers have received 1.4 billion or nearly half of the total payments. Row crops or non-specialty crops like corn, soy, wheat, and cotton have accounted for $758 million. There is no breakdown by commodity. Dairy producers have received $667 million overall. The remaining $53 million in payments have been made for specialty crops. 
Take note, Iowa also stands out for the number of applications that have been filed. 2,149 have been filed for payments on row crops. Illinois farmers have filed 14,704 payments for payments on row crops. They said it. NASDA takes stand on racism. The National Association of State Departments of Agriculture has joined other farm groups in decrying racism. We recognize racism exists in America, NASDA said in a statement issued yesterday. NASDA is committed to efforts and partnerships that dismantle systemic racism and discrimination. We will take time to reflect on our work to ensure that we continue to focus on diversity and inclusion, bring our partners together for dialogue and understanding within the agriculture community, and to find ways to support the work needed to advance and sustain a culture free from prejudice and inequity, the association said. The National Farmers Union issued a statement on May 29th in the American Farm Bureau Federation, followed with its own statement on June 4th. Scientific advisors pressed to delay diet report. The Food and Nutrition Service is under increased pressure to delay issuance of the Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee's draft scientific report. The DGAC has scheduled an online meeting tomorrow to release the report. USDA's FNS sent out an email yesterday with instructions on how to register for the meeting. But the Academy on Nutrition and Dietetics, 10 of whose members sit on the 20-member DGAC, has called for a delay, citing both a lack of consideration of weight loss studies and of transparency. In comments submitted to the committee, the Academy said that, quote, while the conclusion statements are available, the results of the systematic reviews, which are not the foundation of the conclusion statements, are not. The Nutrition Coalition, which said the DGAC should have considered a low-carb diet among its various dietary patterns, also continues to call for a delay to the report's release. Now, take note. The coalition cited a letter that a key House Republican, South Dakota Representative Dusty Johnson, had sent to Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar and to Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue. Johnson, who's the top Republican on the House Agriculture Committee's Nutrition Subcommittee, told them the DGAC had not considered low-carb diets, a dietary option that has been demonstrated to be extremely helpful for those who are overweight or subject to chronic diseases, including diabetes. Also weighing in, the National Milk Producers Federation and International Dairy Foods Association complained in a letter yesterday that a number of well-recognized studies about dairy products and dairy fats appear to have been excluded from consideration. The response? In a statement last night, USDA pushed back against the criticism. Overall, it has been disappointing to see misleading comments being made that could harm public trust in this process. USDA and HHS have been focused on significantly increasing transparency throughout this process compared to previous guidelines. Here's today's She Said It. This proposal steps all over and violates agreements that were made three years ago. I hope to see that creative bill disappear. That state Senator Anna Cabarello of Salinas on a trailer bill proposing the Air Resources Board reopen rulemaking on the cap-and-trade program to draw more revenue from polluters. 
Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, June 16th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.